Hey, everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season five, episode 15, the one with the girl who hits Joey. The one with the girl who hits Joey. My, Um, my, my. What do we have here? Well, I really wish that they would have named the episode something else because there's a few like this, right? Where like the name they chose is the least meaningful thing going on in the episode. And I wonder if it's just because like maybe it was like funny at the time or maybe it was just like, well, we can't be like, oh, the one with their relationship again, you know, or like. Yeah. But like. I don't know. I feel like the one with Ross's new apartment would have been funny because Steve of the Pre- the Tenants Association is uh, the one with Harold the ha- Howard the Handyman. Steve's the neighbor guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind this title. I just, I don't know why. For some reason, I never used to dislike this part of this episode that much, but watching it, yes, maybe I was just highly irritable yesterday maybe I feel like what um out of these like topics I feel like this is standalone to this episode and maybe that's why they chose it yeah that's because if it's like the one with Ross's apartment it maybe could have been the last episode and we already get kind of confused when there's like slightly ambiguous titles that's true Um, like the inappropriate sister and we're like which one is it yeah 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 and even it it wouldn't be like the one where after Chandler and Monica are out in public you know yeah the one after everyone finds out yeah 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 you're true you're Um, right so I feel like it's stand like to keep it yeah. like standalone but, but it's just, so disconnected from the other things that, and it you know. hid so much goodness so when i started watching it i was like oh yes so anyway let's get right into it yes okay um so i want to start from the very beginning because last okay. week very good place to start yes i was gonna start singing <laughs> but i won't i'll leave that to julie andrews she does it much better Please do dame Please julie do. andrews does it much better than i could mm. um Okay, so last week it was the one where everybody finds out and we ended with Ross's rage flaring right back up when he saw Monica and Chandler, who apparently just hook up in front of the window regularly because that's also how he Yeah, I know. What are they like some like exhibitionist stuff? Seems like it. Well, they're, yeah, they're real bad at keeping their relationship under wraps from their friends, from the rest of the neighborhood. Oh, we really need it to be a secret. We're just not ready um, other than just doing it in front of everybody. Like, so, like at the park. I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, even when they were just like trying to hide it, but like hooking up in Chandler and Joey's apartment, I was like, there is a much better way to go about this. What is it? What what do you, what are Renee's Not, hot tips for a clandestine affair? Well, just don't be so obvious. Don't be hooking up when you know that your brother could walk in, as we discovered in the last episode, since he <laughs> lives there. True. Like hook up in the bedroom and sneak out in the middle of the night. You don't yeah. hook up in the living room. Yeah. It's just dumb. They made some weird choices, but Yeah. But um, I guess it makes for good TV because they'll be like, Well, I guess they're never getting caught. Yeah, true. So, um, okay, so in the beginning of this episode, Ross is, like, barreling down the hallway and barges in. And I love that Chandler's like, well, we had, what, three, four months? That was a good run. See ya. 
And mm-hmm. she's like, Monica opens the door and is like, hey, Ross, what's up, bro? Like trying to be real breezy. <laughs> uh-huh. Which Monica is not breezy, as we she already know. She is not. And she still is not. Um, and so then Ross freaks out, but then they're like, hold on a second. Like, this isn't just a hookup. Like, you know, we're in love. And he, like, goes back and forth, like, <laughs> flips a switch from rage to, yep. like, excitement. And, like, oh, my best friend and my sister. And he, then, with, yeah, I love his change of attitude. It's, like, such a hard He's unhinged, poor flip. guy. He just. He is. Un- he really swings. is unhinged. <laughs> he, he's just he's had a lot going on. He's my not really. My best friend and my sister. You think he learned that in therapy? What? To, like, reframe into, oh, into happiness. Oh, maybe. That's a good idea. Maybe. And, like, when he's like, okay, the rest of you probably want to get some hugs in, too. And they're like, oh, yeah. no, we've known for a long time. And then he gets all angry again. And then they're like, we didn't know how you'd react. Oh, you were worried about me. You didn't yeah. know. <laughs> it's oh, so Ross. funny. And it's, like, as they're, like, flinching because he's getting yes. all ragey again. It reminds me yeah. of when Phoebe's pregnant. And they're like, mm-hmm. she made the tea. What? What's wrong with it? Like, yeah. You yeah. Know, they're just like never sure what they're going to get. Yeah. So um, in this episode, I think we'll let's set the Chandler and Monica aside for a second and we'll get back okay. to that at the end. So we'll just first talk about the girl who hits Joey. Um, mm-hmm. Katie. Katie, cute hair, really pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of weird that her thing is punching. Do you know who Katie is? Oh, I had a feeling that she might actually be a famous actor, but I did not do any research. So please tell okay. us. Okay. Do you know who I think she looks like? Do you think she looks like somebody? Um, yes. I think she looks like, is it Shania Twain? Cheryl Crow. Oh, yeah. She looks like Cheryl Crow to me. That's all I see. And then I was like, or is it that she's a famous actress and I just am mushing her together with Cheryl Crow? But I'm pretty sure that's who she looks like. But she was Punky Brewster. Oh, you're kidding. Uh-uh. Which I never watched that, but, you know, there's so many references. Well, um, I and I think she's been a in a few other bit. things, but. I wonder yeah, if other people out there listening, like, are you younger than us and you've never heard of Punky Brewster? <laughs> um, yes, oh, cool. we are. We are uh, approaching 35. Very old. Mm, it's time for night cream. Oh, it's been time for night cream. It's been um, time for night cream. I'm That's kidding. True. 35 is not very old, you guys. We're joking. Don't worry about it. It's not. Um, My skin did give up, though. So. Yeah, we aren't kidding about the night cream. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she, like, whenever Joey says something kind of like a pal would, she, like, punches him, slugs him in the arm. But he's like, it actually really hurts. And so they're all making fun she of him. keeps punching me. It's weird. He's like a very tiny but very real hammer or bat is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love when they're all making fun of him though. And Rachel's like, oh, honey. And she's holding his hand. Like, this must be, oh, I'm sorry. Am I hurting, am I hurting you? you? Yeah. Or Monica's like, you need a bodyguard. What's Ben doing after preschool? Yeah. And um, so he decides it's a good idea to come into the coffee shop wearing six sweaters uh and he's like you know she hits me when she's happy imagine what she's gonna do when i tell her i'm breaking up with her and get you know yeah. taking away the joey love 
And I like when when Rachel's like, you look big. Um, And so (laughs) Katie comes in. This is really it, right? Like, it's like we meet her. Well, there's one other time when they are talking and she's like, you're such a nut. And she hits her hands on her knees and he like jumps and throws his coffee everywhere. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny to me because he's just so on edge about being hit by her. It's hilarious. You're such a nut. Yeah. Um, And so... Um, so she comes in and she meets Rachel and um, she like punches her and Rachel's like, no, you're the best. And like punches her back. Yeah. Yeah. And they get in a little Rachel bit gets of a... real aggressive. Yeah. I mean, she is getting punched by this woman. But um, but then Rachel decides to kick her in the shins. And uh, I don't know. I guess nobody told Katie that you shouldn't hit people. So. I Rachel guess. kicks her in the shins and she was like, Joey, she just kicked me. Are you going to do something about it? And he's like, nah. And she's like, nah. do, do something or I'm walking out this door. And so then oh, she, so he's good. like, nope. So she leaves and uh, Rachel solved Joey's problem for him by yeah, kicking Which Michael. is so funny. I love that she's like expecting him to do something and he's like, this is my perfect out. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Um, little bit weird that she was like, do something or I'm leaving. And I was like, maybe Katie has some anger problems. And that's why she's punchy. Yeah, maybe. But it's how does she not know how hard she's hitting? Because like when when Rachel's like, oh, got an arm there or something. She was like, oh, just like Joey. Did he put you up to this? And she punches her again. Like, yeah. Instead of, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Surely somebody's been like, hey, please don't punch me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, if we used to punch... She used. I used to punch her all the time before she got allergic. <laughs> you guys, if you know somebody out there that punch, like maybe it's like the butt slaps with Doug at work. I don't know. It's just maybe. it's weird. But that I mean, weird. that's it. So that was like literally the two minutes. This girl the punches end. Joey, and Rachel a kicks her in the shin, and she's out the door. So now we can get on to more fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Ross is moving into Ugly Naked Guy's apartment. And yes, he is. Phoebe comes over, which, yeah, he comes got the apartment, gifts. if you remember, from the last episode. And Phoebe comes bearing gifts, which is so sweet. And I also, like, find it kind of funny because we've talked about this before. Like, Ross and Phoebe are just, of everybody on this show, I feel like they're the two most polar opposite. And so I like it when they have sweet moments. And so, like, Phoebe's. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down, too. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, coming over to be thoughtful and, I don't know, maybe help him unpack or just hang out or whatever. Um, but so she brings him bread. So his life is always full of bread. What was that? <laughs> so you never go hungry. Oh, so you never go hungry. Something else. So your life salt. Is a, so your life is full of flavor. Full, full of flavor, and then a and scented a candle, candle for, the for the bathroom because you know, because you know, <laughs> um, which is sweet. I guess if somebody does move into a new house, they do need things like salt and a loaf of bread. You know, all the essentials. Stock the yeah. cabinet back up. Um, and and so then Steve shows up, uh, president of the tenants committee, and he's like. Oh, hey, welcome to the building. We're taking a collection. Howard, the handyman, he's been the handyman here for 25 years, and he's retiring next week. So everyone's chipping in 100 bucks, which is generous, because this is 1999 money, okay? Mm-hmm. But I still think, like, if he's been an amazing handyman and is, like, come and, like, fixed your toilet and you locked yourself out yep. and changed your, like, yep. I get it. I think that's awesome. Um, yep. 
And so I'm happy they're doing that for him. But Ross is like, oh, I'm sorry. I just moved in. I don't know him. And Howard's the handyman. Yes. Steve doesn't (laughs) quite get Ross's position. Uh, Uh I guess Steve's position is like, yes, but you live here. Like if you live here at the time that that Howard is retiring, you're on the hook for the money. And Ross is like, yes, but I've lived here for 25 minutes. So what What is your opinion? I'm asking you first. What is your opinion? So my opinion is I understand both sides. I think Ross is not wrong for once, not just being like, well, this doesn't apply to me because I don't feel like it. You know, like he truly, like he is moving his boxes in. Yeah. So I understand. However, I think... Do you want my opinion or do you want to know what I would do? What would you do? Yeah, yeah. I want to know what you would do. Okay. If I was 20 and I couldn't afford it, which 20-year-old Renee could not have afforded it to just cough up 100 bucks for, you know, something like that, I would probably be like, oh, like I'm going to get him a card or, you know, do my own thing that was way less than $100. 35-year-old Renee would just put in the 100 bucks because it's the nice thing to do. Okay. Um, but I asked Matt what he would do, and he was like, I'm with Ross, but I understand. He's like, I understand the just like kind of going with it. And so interesting. So I think he could be convinced. Interestingly, Ross is probably like, they don't turn 30 for another couple seasons. So Ross is probably like 27 here. Let's but say. living by himself in a two bedroom in Manhattan. But on sabbatical and does not have an income that we know of right now. So money might actually true. be a bit tight for him. I'm not Except saying one way or the other. He goes and spends the money on a lame party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true, that's true. So I I think I'm with you. I don't know what I would do, but like I uh, I don't yeah, if somebody right now was like, "Hey Ashley, we're all chipping in 100 bucks." Um and I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Well, I don't know that person, but like, oh, well, if everyone loves them so much, I think I'd probably convince myself like, wow, you know, he sounds like he was a really great guy. And if everybody mm-hmm. loves him so much and he was so wonderful, like he'd, he's probably not going to like, you know, he's, he's been a handyman. Like who knows how well he was paid throughout the years. Like I'd want him to be able mm-hmm. to like have something nice to retire with. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'd probably be convinced just on like the personal level there. But yeah. I really think it's not okay that they like, I think it's like, okay, you asked Ross. That's fine. You asked the guy, hey, yes. we're all chipping in. But as soon like Ross didn't really handle it well because he wasn't like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm so glad to hear like, you know, um, I like, please send my best. But, you know, like he, there could have been a way without being like yeah yes but I've lived here I mean the guy did get quite I mean he goes but to me he's just man like the guy yeah. does get kind of sarcastic and so I think Ross gets defensive in his reaction yes. and that's where it yes. sours um yeah I think yeah. I, I tried, agree with you I think it's yeah yeah it's more Steve that shouldn't have been so pushy with Ross he was pushy and so I think I would try yeah. to kind of be like oh like I'm so sorry like c- can I chip in 25 I I re- like I really just 
look, you know, I've got a lot of moving expenses. This is a bit awkward. And I, I, I literally don't know who this person is. Like, I appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know, however long ugly naked guy lived here, you know, it would probably have been on him, but he's not here anymore. But like, I, I don't know. I might've just avoided it and paid, but if I couldn't have afforded to, I probably would have tried yeah. to like reason with him a bit more. I think that's where the the line is for me. Like I would feel too bad saying no if I knew I could afford it. Like current day, I could afford the $100. I'd be fine. It's not how I want to spend my money. Right. But it would be – it wouldn't be the difference between paying my bills and not paying my bills, which but 15 20 years, years ago, old, yeah, it would have. Um, I don't think 100 bucks is going to make or break Ross's budget for the month. Doesn't no, you'd assume like it. it wouldn't. You'd assume it wouldn't. And even when Rachel's like, well, just chip in. It's only 100 bucks. Like, it, it seems to reason that she knows that he can afford that, you know? Yeah. Um, but he does say but it's not I, about that. It's about the principles. Yeah. So you're right. It doesn't principle. sound like it's totally. unaffordable. It's not. But I think I would feel more of the, like, social pressure that I would put on myself if I could afford it. I would, like, talk myself into it. But... I also think I might have tried to avoid it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you once I get unpacked or something. Um, yeah, and then just try to avoid him. Steve just try just, to avoid it because it's like the next week, you know, I feel like you could probably get around it and like not be there that day and just be like, oh, yeah, they're doing that party for the handyman. I should just not be home. I um, Yeah, I do kind of think that President Steve is just quite pushy um in that way like maybe he's really good at like getting people to cough up for stuff that they don't want to but um. well and also it's like a donation (laughs) so it's nice that they're trying to get everybody to chip in but it's unreasonable to think that everybody's gonna chip in a hundred bucks yeah it's true it should kind of be like we're all trying to hit chip in a hundred but like you know and then if he like kind of demurs then you kind of go like okay we'll do what you can there's mm-hmm. ways to be stern about that. Anyway, yeah, I, I do yeah. think that, like, when I was 26, um, I'm trying to remember, like, gosh, where was I even, like, what was I doing? I think when I was 26, You like, lived in Chicago still. Yeah, I did. And I was a couple years out of grad school, I think. Because I think I yeah. left grad school when I was 23, I want to say. And so... 23 or 24. I got yeah. married when we were 26. Oh, okay. That okay. That puts it into perspective. Thank you. Okay, so man, I which just—I mean, child bride. Crazy. Just sounds like a child bride. <laughs> oh, um, but we felt old enough, didn't? I mean, we oh, were. Of course, twenty-six-year-olds are old enough. Of course, of course, totally old enough. But saying it out loud, I'm like twenty-six. I know it seems crazy, hey? But did I have um, to get like parental permission? So I, I could have. I definitely at twenty-six, like I could have had. The hundred dollars lying around, it it would have hurt more, um, especially yeah. again, like I say, a hundred dollars in nineteen ninety nine money is maybe even more like two hundred or something nowadays, you know. But like, I could yeah. have afforded to part with it. It it would have hurt, um, but if I was in between jobs, I don't know that I would have. Because if it was like, I don't have a ton of money in my savings, I've got rent due every week. I just had to pay bond on this new, you know, or um, mm-hmm. yeah, like move-in costs on this new apartment I don't have a spare 200 bucks lying around yeah so yeah but anyway I don't know. so Ross doesn't pay and is like and then you know he's like I just think that's unreasonable whatever and then Steve goes fine welcome to the building and like walks I away I know and I love when Phoebe's like I like his glasses <laughs> yeah which are back in fashion I feel like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Um, the quirky little bottle. What are those bottle? Coke bottle glasses. Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. So yeah. so Ross is like, they is he the one that's like they just don't they need to get to know me or is it somebody else that says that and then he decides he's gonna throw a party? I think Phoebe says they need to get to know him and then when he's talking to Chandler and Rachel, he's like. They don't even know me. I'm just going to throw a party and they can know how fun I am. And I'm going to sit there and tell oh, yeah. them how much fun I am, you know. And Chandler's like, oh, sounds like a fun sounds party. Like a fun, when he's like, it's a, it's, once I explain to them about my principles yes. and they're like, yes. sounds like a fun party. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I got to go get stuff for the party. And Rachel's like, you're going to spend way more than 100 bucks on the party, which I have to agree with. I, I yeah. think that not paying not paying based on principle, fine. Throwing a party on the same night? I don't think he knew. Bad I think he move, wasn't Ross. invited. He didn't know there, there oh. was a party across the street because he wasn't invited because he didn't pay the money. But I mm. think like, yeah, he's just rossing it. He's just really rossing this whole thing. <laughs> so Ugh, it's just really painful. It's painful. So he's like, okay, I got to get ready for the party. So he like... I get name tags. I love when what song is playing in the background? Uh, it's Fatboy Slim. Yes, is it? It's Rockefeller Skank. It's not. No, no, is it? Right about now, is it that one? (laughs) Yeah, they must have paid a lot for Uh that. So they've got that playing. They didn't have a lot of songs in the show. No, not like recognizable ones. I and so um so then Ross puts the name tag on Ross and then he changes it to Dr. Geller with Ross in air quotes underneath it. He's such a loser. He's such a loser. But funny. I mean, such a loser. And so, Do you know that the entire lyrics of the song are just right about now, Funk Show Brother? Check it out now. Funk sh- Soul Brother. That's it. That Except for when out. it's like, right, 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 right. Right, when it just slows it down. Yeah, that's it catchy catchy stuff very catchy i every time i hear that song i still think of she's all that the scene and she's all that yeah oh, with yeah, usher and when they all like do the little mm-hmm. like dancey across the thing at each other i love a random choreographed dance oh yeah of a non-musical I feel it's like so good you would like bollywood movies then oh yeah oh yeah i think they all end with a choreographed oh, yeah. dance um mm-hmm. so, so um, so Ross like turns his music down for some reason and like hears all this noise across the hall and they've got Howard on a chair and they're raising him above their head like it's Nagila. Nagila. Like it's a Jew like it's a bar mitzvah or something or a Jewish wedding, wherever they do have a Nagila. Um and he's like, Phoebe. And she's just like, Oh, I thought this was your party. Which again, it's funny that like none of the other friends showed up except for Phoebe. Um but she was like, she was like, oh, you know, like everybody here's so nice. I chipped in a hundred bucks, you know, because they didn't ask. So it was like, I, and she definitely does not have the extra hundred dollars lying around. I don't think. I don't I know. Think she has hundred dollars lying around. I think she's doing okay. She's not going to drop like thousands, but yeah, I true. think she's got a hundred bucks. Okay, fair and, enough. And you know, I'm the kind, generous stranger. Yeah, that, that's, that's fun, fun to, be, to be, right? The exotic so stranger. Funny. And so, um, so Phoebe's like, look, I'll talk you up, like stay here, I'll befriend them and then I'll talk you up. And like, cause once they see how nice you are, um, they'll all like you. Mm-hmm. 
And so then cut to like Ross sitting in a corner <laughs> sulking. And Phoebe's like having a great fun conversation with somebody. And he's like, Phoebe, this isn't working. I'm just going to leave. And she's like, no, no, just like, just give me a little bit more time. She's like really trying to wingman for him. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> she's like, just go have some food, get yourself a little bit of food and just like hang out. I don't know. Like Ross could just like go try to talk to people himself. But I guess I'm assuming that when he walks up to people, they probably are just like, mm-hmm, Bye. Because they all, yeah. Steve's got I guess. Ear. I mean, if they're all that mean. I know. It's so weird, isn't it? But I've heard that homeowners associations can be tough political well, places. This might be a uh, co-op in New York, oh. which is like a whole. It's like a homeowners association on crack. Right. Because they, they all you have, have to get yeah. like approval because you all have like stake in the building. Wow. Oh, that would be. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, it, think about like at work. It is hard enough to get like five people to agree on something. Imagine it being like mm-hmm. fifty people and it being about their home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's like you have to get approved by a co-op board to live there. You have interviews and like they. It's intense. If anyone lives in a co-op, yeah. Oh yeah, we'd like to us. hear. I the would love to hear more about it because part of me is like, like. Oh, who would even want to do that? But I'm like, oh, there's probably like really cool buildings or like nice amenities. It's like the or- nice, yeah, the nicer buildings or like the older buildings, especially I think, right. are tend to be co-ops because they're not like a brand new high rise. Yeah. Um, and people own instead of rent in there. So yeah, let's hear all about it, guys. Yeah, please tell us if you've got the insight scoop on that one. So Ross is like, okay, you're right. And so he cuts himself a piece of cake while he, you know, my absentmindedly cuts himself a piece oh of my cake gosh. and is chatting. And somebody comes over and is like, oh my God, who cut into Howard's cake? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the most faux pas thing you can do at a party. Oh yeah. Ugh. Honestly, I know at this point Terrible. I'm like, oh my God, Ross, just move out. And so just leave. Yeah. Steve walks up and is like, 3B and they're all like oh so you can tell like Steve's been like mounting the campaign against Ross with all the other tenants and so they're like go back to 3B 3B you've had your fun you've ruined our party and oh I missed the part sorry where he comes up and he's like hey you and Phoebe should swap apartments she's more our kind of people and she <laughs> she's more like, our kind of people oh I didn't I had that backfired but but so then Phoebe's trying to step in for Ross, and she's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, you guys, you just don't know Ross. You need to get to know him. Like, when I first met all of you, which was, I was like, was the same night, so I don't feel like you <laughs> Okay, but sure. Um, she's yeah. like, yeah. you know, I thought you were a drunk. I thought you were mind-numbingly <laughs> stupid. I thought you were a gold digger. Hoping that Ross would have cut her off and swooped in and defended everybody. <laughs> defended? Oh, no. He but. just kept on sitting there. So if this was you in this situation, actually, first question, have you ever been in a situation like this where you were like new to a group or work or something and you feel like you got unfairly pegged as like the outsider? I feel like this did happen to me and that somebody was like talking crap about me. But it wasn't true, so I got to intervene. Did, did I make this up? Did this really happen? No, this is sounding vaguely familiar. Isn't it? 
like I could I like heard I overheard somebody like talking about me and I was like was actually this in London no. oh my gosh it was thank you oh my gosh thank you so much you're welcome I was like this feels once, like it happened something. to me but it also feels like a dream like I'm no, like no I feel like I remember me? you telling me this story oh my gosh actually okay this is pretty good so I um moved to London and was 22 and would work anywhere that they would give me currency in exchange for working there um applied a bunch of places I ended up getting a job at Quicksilver because I used to work at a surf shop in West Palm and my Quicksilver rep got me an interview which was great because that's where I ended up working so it's in the middle of London and London's like a very international city and Quicksilver is heard of international. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. No, but I mean, just like most of the people I worked with were not English. Right, right, right. So like it was a very good mix. Like, I don't know, probably four or five English people, four, you know, probably like 10 people from around Europe, France, Belgium, Poland, um, a few other places. Uh, there was the Australian. Iceland. There were like five people from Australia, probably yeah. more. One Kiwi guy. So it's just like everybody is kind of from everywhere. But <laughs> I was the only American. And I found out that there was another American girl that worked there like two years before. And that was like the last time. And it was not a good experience for people. So nobody was looking forward to me starting. <laughs> so I start working there. And I'm there for like a week, maybe two and people start warming up to me a little bit. I go out with everybody one night and um, there was like a ma- – he wasn't the manager at our store, but he was like the maybe the regional manager. And he kind of cornered me and I was like, no, not interested, whatever. So at the end of the night, everybody leaves. Every Like pretty much, you know, 10 people are going left and him and I are both walking right because I'm going to a bus or a train wherever I'm going. And he was like, it's late. You should take a cab. I was like, I can't afford a cab. He's like, no, I'm putting you in a cab. I'm paying for you to go home, which was really nice. He's like, I'm going to drop you off. I was like, okay. So we take the cab. He drops me off. Nothing happens. We go. I go home. He goes to his home. I don't work the next day. Rumors start flying that oh, I went home with him. Oh, floozy. Zero percent true. Zero percent true. But all people saw was him like cornering me earlier in the night and then getting in a cab with me to go home, which we went to our own homes. Um, So yeah, rumors started flying and I didn't know that. Um, So there was like a lot of rumors flying around about me then I kind of got in with some people and somebody told me that and I was like uh none of that is real none of that happened um and so I start to make friends whatever but there was this one girl Mm -hmm. who was I think she might have been not the store manager but like maybe an assistant manager we had a couple kind of in like medium manager level Mm -hmm. and she was um so Quicksilver's like Roxy and Quicksilver Quicksilver's female so most of the girls worked upstairs on the on the Roxy level, and she was the female manager, so she was mostly upstairs with us. And she just was always kind of nasty to me. Yeah. Like, never very nice. And I tried really hard to be, like, friendly. And um, one day I walked in – and I honestly don't remember what she was saying, but I walked out of a room and overheard her 
saying like blatant lies about me. And I was like, listen, (laughs) hi, I'm right here. None of that's true. Um, And I'd really appreciate it if you stopped talking crap about me because you don't know me and we don't hang out and you're just spreading rumors. And that's all I had been there for like almost six months at that point. So like everybody else was my friend, but she continued to not be my friend. Um, And I can't remember what she was saying about me. I just remember walking around the corner and hearing it and being like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) So I don't know if that's exactly what happened here. And what happened after that, after you called her out, what happened? Um, she kind of, I don't think she really had much of an excuse. I think she was just more pissed off that I caught her red handed. Um, I don't think she was ever nice to me after that. But she I was avoided like, it's nice you to set the record so, straight. Huh? She avo- yeah, I think you're right. I think she avoided me. Um, but I just had never, never had somebody just outright just choose not you. Like me yeah, for no, yeah, it was like. I I think saying I was bullied by her is strong, but she definitely like she made she kind of had it out for me. I guess yeah. is better. Yeah, that like, makes sense. She had it out for me. She definitely gave me like the crappier jobs and um made up stuff about me. And I think a lot of it was that people used to really want to be her friend, or at least she thought. But I honestly think she led by fear, and so people were probably sucking up to her. And I naturally made friends with these people. Right. Um, And I also think that she wanted all the guys' attention and I was getting some of that attention. And she just, even though she had a boyfriend, she just would prefer to get all the attention. So I think she just like, I don't know. She didn't like me, I guess. That just sounds like so much effort and energy. My gosh, I totally forgot about that. I seriously, I was like, where have I been? Where have I heard somebody talking about me? And I was like, was this in college? I don't yeah, think so. I remember you telling me about it at Quicksilver. So, jeez, mm-hmm. that what same, a time. That same time frame while you were in London working at Quicksilver, I was in California working at a nonprofit. And so we would catch up every once in a while, but we were both broke, both like busy socializing meeting new people like doing fun stuff whatever and also on like completely different time zones mm-hmm. and so we didn't catch up that much but um but funny enough that same so like this kind of happened to me I don't know I don't know if it's I don't know if it would if it would be the same and it's actually I still find it quite sad if I'm being honest but like I was working at this nonprofit and we kind of like split up into small groups um of four and we were kind of like you know, just like working in different areas. And I thought that our group got on really well, like the group of the four of us. I thought we were all Mm -hmm. friends. I thought we all really liked each other. I respected the three people that I worked with. Um, I thought we all had our strengths and like they were different, but like, you know, I could, I, I just remember like, I remember like looking one night and like watching my, my teammates Um, just like, you know, doing our job and just, I remember having the thought like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is so great. Like we all have our strengths and that's awesome. And just like being appreciative about that. And then like, and, and we were like out on the road a bunch. So, you know, you're like really spending a lot of time close quarters with people, not getting a lot of sleep because you're on the road and doing all yeah. this stuff. And and so I know that I think a lot of it was just that we were all really exhausted, really like, mm-hmm. I mean, it would not be a good position for an introvert because you have literally no no time like even sleeping you're like sharing rooms with people like there's just no time to yourself and 
I know personally that like I was on edge because I was stressed out. I was taking the job so, so, so seriously because it was a nonprofit and I wanted to do a good job. And, you know, and you kind of like feel really connected to your purpose. And I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. And like I am a monster when I don't get a lot of sleep. And so um, I but I, I thought that it was like all fine and like well and good. And then one day one of the team members was saying something about like people just need to like shut up and get the job done. And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Like we just shut up and get the job done. And like, it just got really awkward. And I was like, I'm sorry, are you talking about me? I was so blindsided. I did not realize that there was like any issues that anybody still to this day, I'm like, I don't actually think that I wasn't shutting up and getting the job done. (laughs) Like, I think we were all working really hard and we all had our strengths and like, it wasn't like I was like, we all have our strengths. Mine is um, talking on the phone while you guys do all the work. Like, it, I, I'm pretty sure we were all like, equal. like I used to, I used to do a lot of the driving for us, for example. And so I don't know. I, I just don't remember it. I don't remember like where the problems came from. And so I kind of just like in my head chalk it up to just like everybody was exhausted and like assumptions were made and like, you know, emotions and whatever. Um, but they basically all told me that like, I can't even remember to be honest with you. I might've blocked it out, but I just remember like them all telling me that I like wasn't doing a good job and like how I was like treating them super poorly and I was being rude. And there were like blatant lies where like one of the guys was like, Oh, I asked you to like hand me a box of merchandise because um, we like used to sell merchandise for this nonprofit and you you dropped it at my feet in front of me and turned around and walked away. And I was like, what? And he was like, you just like dropped it on the ground in front of me and like the merchandise was like spilling out everywhere all over the sidewalk. And I was like, even if I didn't like you, I which I didn't have a problem, I was like, I would never have such little respect for like the company that we're working for and for the merchandise that I would just throw it on the ground. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I was like, I just as a person wouldn't do that for anything, especially something that I cared about. Like I have too much respect for like, I don't know, just treating people and property with more respect than that. And so it was just so bizarre because I was just like, that's patently untrue, but you're repeating it here as if you think it's real and everyone else is just like staring at me blankly, like, what do you have to say for yourself? You know, like type thing. I was just, I was devastated, I think is the word. I was just like so bummed. And then like we would check in with some of the other teams sometimes. And like, I remember talking to some of the other teams and finding out that like quite a few of the other teams had the exact same problem happen where um, one person basically kind of got scapegoated and the other three sort of like formed a bit of a click and just were like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this person doesn't fit in and they're not pulling their weight or we just don't like them or we don't like the way that they're like doing the job or whatever. And they were like, again, bullied's not bullied like way too strong of a word but um yeah yeah, it was horrible it was it was horrible and I feel like it's kind of similar to what's happening with Ross because it's like you're sort of misinterpreting what's happening and you're just assuming that I'm like you know when they're like oh you had your fun by ruining the party and like Ross would never want to ruin someone's party like that and like would never just like take joy in like 
ruining Howard's good time, but they all just kind of see him like that. And so, I, yeah, that's kind of, I think, a similar thing where I, I feel like I was just like completely mischaracterized. It was really hurtful because I was like, we spent so much time together that I would think you'd know me better than that by now. You clearly don't. But yeah. Yeah. That sucks. I remember calling you in London and like yeah. sobbing on the phone over it. Yeah. I know. And then I remember you calling me when you were in London <laughs> and sobbing over the phone because <laughs> oh, it was on someone stole my Day. coat. Someone stole it your coat. It was Valentine's Day. Yeah. So you were out at a club and was it? It was. Oh, yeah. Because I used to work at J. Crew, and you had gotten like yeah. a really nice coat with like my 40% employee discount. And it was it London. Really nice so it was coat. cold. And somebody took your really nice coat and left their like triple XL like from Primark crappy coat yeah I don't I don't think it was intentional because mine was a women's small and this was I think an XL yeah and the only reason the the hook you know like the coat hook on the back yeah um like the little thing it was like a chain link and that had like a little J crew yeah um, yeah I know plate yeah. in the middle so their coat was also like a gray wool coat that had a chain link as right. the hook. So and it was just... dark in there. And I honestly, and it wasn't, I think it was like 50 degrees outside. Like it was pretty mild for February. So they just like and put so it over there. They grabbed it. Yeah. Yep. They didn't put it on. They, it's hot in there. So they walked outside. Probably didn't realize until they were half the way home. Yeah. And but I remember I you were just, so That night was so you miserable. Like, I, you were like, I'm not going to be able to afford another nice coat like yeah. that. And I'm cold. Yep. I'm cold and I was mad because I got talked into going to this club and it was like a $25 cover or something, Ugh. like 25 pound cover or something. Maybe it was only 10, but I was like, I don't pay covers. We make six seventy five an hour, people. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want to go and it ended up not being very much fun. So it was kind of already a bust. And Jade and I were like, let's just get out of here. And then somebody stole my coat and I was like, this sucks. Oh, that does I hate suck. tonight. Oh, I was really sad. I remember being on the bus and calling you crying. <laughs> It was like two in the morning. Oh, but you were in yeah. California, so it I was, was like a normal amount no, of time. It was like it was like seven p.m. or nine p.m., which doesn't sound right. Oh, maybe it was during the day. We were all going out for frozen yogurt, and I was like on the phone with you while we were getting frozen yogurt, and I was like, "I've got to deal. Yeah. I'll, I'll deal with this." And I was like, "Yeah, get me some froyo, but um, poor uh, thing." Oh. Anyway, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Anyway, be so we've We're both been be Rosses before. We get it. We didn't do two name tags and force people to our party to listen to our principles, but it sounds like a fun maybe party. we should have. <laughs> um, okay, and so yeah, so basically that's what happens because we said that like Phoebe starts talking crap. They both. <laughs> I love when when she's like, "Well, I didn't think they'd start throwing things." <laughs> Sounds like a really hostile (gasps) building environment. So, So, okay. So we haven't even actually talked about the most uh, important thing that's going on in this episode. Oops. Um, Shocker. Which is the group talking about, now that everybody knows about Monica and Chandler, um, they're out in the open. Everybody knows. We know they know. They know they know. And we can say stuff now. And they are starting to like give them a hard time about getting married and I can't remember like I can't remember the first comment but they just make a few little comments throughout the show 
about like, oh, I found, found the perfect wedding gift for you. Oh, yeah. They're just like making all those little offhanded comments. Yeah. And um, and Chandler gets freaked out. And so like Rachel's talking to him and says something about like marriage or whatever. And he's like, OK, don't say that kind of stuff around Monica. You're going to put these ideas in her head. And she's like, Chandler, it's Monica. Like these ideas are already in her head. And I was a little bit like, oh, Rachel, why would you do this? You know that Chandler scares easy. But I also kind of wonder if Rachel was like, I know that this is what Monica wants and Chandler is going to be really difficult. So I need to like work on him from my angle too, to kind of like break him down. I think it's kind of just more like, this is the reality you're living in Chandler. Like I'm not going to pretend like Monica's somebody else. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. Like they're all such close friends, like pretending that, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Well, I thought yeah. it was notable that she's like, like Chandler, this, these ideas are already in her head. Come on. She and Richard broke up because he didn't want to have babies. She's almost 30. And I was like, whoa, 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 Rachel. <laughs> like, but again, I yeah. guess it's, but it's interesting how much um, things have changed. And oh God, it's 20 years. Because that was 1999. Oh, yuck. It's been more than 20 years. Um, I know so many people that are in their 30s that don't have kids yet and want to. And so many that are in their 30s that don't have kids and don't want to. And you're looking at two of them right here. Yeah. We are your dink friends. So mm -hmm. put us up if you need anything. <laughs> um, And so... Yeah, and so um, Chandler gets a little bit freaked out by that. And he's like, no, 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 I see two different people. And you're right, Chandler's not living in reality. He's like, Monica, the cool, fun girl I just started dating. And then the old Monica who wanted babies and marriage or whatever. Um, and he realizes that he's not correct and that Monica does want those things. Um, and so he, of course, freaks out. So they're like canoodling in the Lazy Boy. And Monica's like, couldn't you just stay here forever? And he's like, yeah, here, somewhere else, whatever. And I'm like, ugh, Chandler. And she's like, I knew it. I knew you were going to freak out about people giving us a hard time yeah. about yeah. marriage. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, that's what you want, isn't it? And she's like, oh, like, you know what I want. And I do like yeah. that, like, she handles it so well. I mean, they get in an argument and she, like, storms out. But, you know, she's like... Instead of, I don't know, instead of getting, like, really hurt, she does get pissed off, but she's, like, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it is kind of disrespectful to her as a woman. Like, sure, she, yes, she, oh, he's, like, you've got baby fever. And she's, like, I do not. And, like, yeah, maybe in the past she has, but, like, she's allowed to want those things, but it doesn't mean she wants them with you right this second. Right. And not to mention, like, she has never mentioned any of those things. So it's just really... I think it's just presumptuous for him to freak out because other people have been saying that rather yeah. than just being like, I think the, the, well, I mean, we just know Chandler's not mature about this stuff. Yeah. The mature thing would be like, hey, I know we're like definitely in a relationship, but everybody's been making these comments and I got to be honest, they're kind of freaking me out right now. And I just want to know where you're at. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. But he's not mature enough to have that. Or even just to be like, hey, people keep making these comments. What do you think about those comments? Without even like putting his feelings. And then he can gauge how she feels. Because I already feel like, yeah, without like putting it on her, you know? That's what I was going to say. Without, yeah, without putting it on her and be like, people are saying this and I don't like it. Make them stop. You know, like I wouldn't want him to do that either because it's like not her job to own all that burden. And also him to just, instead of being normal and being like, this is where we're at, it's reality. He's like, ooh, the girl I'm casually seeing, so casually. Like, okay, you can't just take a hard left after you just said you loved her. She's not talking about babies and marriage and babies and marriage. Rachel is. And right. like people talk – I mean, when Matt and I started dating, do you know how many people were talking about when we were going to get married? And I was kind of like, y'all are crazy. You were like, you know, eight months from now. <laughs> I was like – We've Mark only been dating calendars. for six months. Eight months is a whole <laughs> – actually, my friend Lydia left me a voicemail. We started dating in February, got engaged in September, and we're married in November. So we're insane. I realize it. Celebrated eight years, so, you know, woo-hoo. we're doing it. Um, woohoo! But my friend Lydia, who's Matt, one of Matt's, like, very old friends, she called me and left me a voicemail in June. I still have the voicemail that said – I had a dream that two people I loved were getting married on the same weekend in the fall. And so I have to let you know that if you and Matt decide to get married in the fall, Thanksgiving does not work for me. And if you knew Lydia, you would laugh because this is just totally something she would say to me. Um, But when I listened to that, I was like, she is a legitimate crazy person. It's June. We are not getting married in November. Like, in no world are we getting married in November or December or January or February. Like, I was like, it's going to be a year and a half. We're going to get engaged. We'll get married after, like, two years. We got married in November. I think – I was um, going to say, I think my favorite thing about that is she said, <laughs> Thanksgiving doesn't work for me. But you guys ended up getting married, like, <sighs> like two weeks two before. Two weeks after. Oh, no, that's right. Because thanks. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Yeah. Before Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. It's crazy. Which we wouldn't have picked that. We probably, even though we got married, engaged in September, we we were going to get married in like February or March. But our venue just kind of worked out for November, so we did it. But um, anyway, it is really funny because I'm just like, it was, I still have it. I'm so glad I have that voicemail because I just, I was like, there's in no world is this a thing. And then you're like, okay, tell you what, I'll avoid November and we'll just do it now. (laughs) <laughs> how does the 10th work <laughs> thanksgiving doesn't work for you how's the 10th um so yeah it's kind of funny that is but so funny. yeah i just i just wish that chandler didn't like make so many assumptions but he's just such a weirdo about this kind of stuff he just has no chill so well, do you know what though i think that this actually is something that yeah like he's a caricature but um it is really easy to walk into a relationship with things that you don't even realize you're assuming like, yes, he's true. not wrong. Monica did used to be obsessed with babies and marriage. And yes, it is obvious that she does want that eventually. I can see how he could very easily go to a place where it's like, well, Richard didn't want babies. And that was like three years ago. She must be like on a time clock now, you know? Sure. Right. And so right, right, right. I think we all do this in some ways where we just don't even realize that we're bringing silly assumptions to relationships. And so Mm -hmm. I think your advice of like, hey, people are saying this and like, 
you know, how are you feeling about it? Because like, I want to hear how you actually think about it. Not, you know, I know how you used to talk a few years ago, but like, how are you feeling about it now? And then being able to have the conversation. That's a great idea. But I think instead, he's trying to pretend like it's so casual they would never have that conversation. Right. You know? Which is like, offensive. When he's like, it is offensive. And I think that's why she's like, oh, so you know what I want. Like, you know. Yeah. They just are like being serious and being out in the open. And I can understand where like, I think even if he would have been like, hey, what do you think about this? Deep down, she's probably like, yeah, I want babies in marriage. But she would have played it cool because she didn't want to freak him out. Exactly. You know? I totally agree. And been like, yeah, definitely down the line. Like, we're not, you know, like, we're just like seeing where things are going. Like, I feel like that's probably the answer she would have given. Which would have been great. Um, Do you know, though? It would have been great. I feel like a lot of guys do the same thing where like, I don't know, maybe this is an excuse I make, but I've definitely heard this before where guys say like, I'm just not ready. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not asking you to propose to me and the next, you know, before the end of the calendar <laughs> year. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready either. But normal, normal relationships, if you're not Matt and Renee, like you date a few years, you're, you know what I mean? Like before you even start thinking about engagement, like. That's kind of how I – so I never understood when guys were like, I'm just not ready for this. And I'm like, you you do realize I'm not going to – like, what? Like, you're not ready to date for a couple years if we even want to do that and we like it? Like, start with one date right. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also this is a good reason to, like, have the uh, – not the, like – I don't know. I think when you aren't serious with somebody, it's actually more important to discuss what's important for you long term. Oh, yeah. Just in general. Once you're already serious. Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah, I'd love to get married. Kids or no kids. How I see many? Myself where do you want to live? Being career driven. Yeah. Yes. Like, do you want to move to the bar? And of course, people can change their minds. Like, life changes. Things come at you. Whatever. But I still think it's important to even be like, I could picture a future with this type of person. Yeah. Or not. And not what you, know? you think they want to hear. Um, but I think you're totally right. Yes. Yep. I think you're right. And usually those kinds of conversations do happen, I think. Like, within the first few months of dating somebody, you usually do kind of talk about, like, goals and yes. that type of stuff. Yes. But I guess because they started so unconventionally, they don't have that. And I don't think Chandler could handle that with anyone. Yes, that's true. And I think there's probably part of him that the – well, I know the real pressure is on because now people are talking about it in yeah. real life around him. But I think there probably was a little bit of a cocoon around him um, when they were a secret. Yeah. Because it didn't have to be real. It doesn't have to be a real relationship. That's right. There's um, no expectations for him to be a good boyfriend uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh. He doesn't have to answer to anything really. Um. Hmm. But like his, I mean, a little self-reflection, I think, his own reaction to like Monica being mad at him should tell him that he's in it for the long haul, you know? Like when she gets mad at him and he's like, I just need to know what I need to do to fix this. It shows that he's not just like, oh, well. What it by. Is what it is. Willing to let her walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. But it shows that he is in it for the long haul. And, you know, I love that. uh, I mean, this is when Monica's with with Richard Richard. But um, 
when she's like, what if we were just best friends who stood up in front of our other friends and said we'd be friends forever, right. you know? Um, I th- always thought that was so cute because that's really all it is. Like people, I mean, marriage is definitely a serious thing. You should not rush into it. Speaking from experience. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, like marriage is definitely a serious thing. But the truth is, is that if that person is your best friend that you want to do all the things with, then that's the important thing yeah um i do Um, i do that scene in the coffee shop when she comes in and he's like okay tell me what i need to do and she was like what and he's like oh well this is the part where i mess up and then you tell me how to fix it and then you think i'm cute again and she's like so annoying it's so annoying i love that she shoots him she's like yeah i'm not gonna be your relationship coach like slow clap for monica and women everywhere slash just like people everywhere like do not accept this childish immature behavior from your partner yeah well and even because he wasn't even like i'm sorry i overreacted no. i shouldn't have acted so weird no, he was like, like he oh, didn't what did i, what did I do apology yeah he was just like how do i fix this what's the magic button to push so i think with a little bit of effort if he was like i'm sorry i freaked out i don't know why i did it like it just kind of freaked me out when rachel was saying those things like even just the acknowledgement of why he freaked out i think would have been more of a like olive branch to oh her he was totally to do yeah he was totally basically i'll be like, cute again he was like completely abdicating all responsibility and burden to her and this is where when we've talked about like emotional burden and relationships before like this is totally part of it like you tell me what I need to do and yeah Mm -hmm. I like that she was just like if you're not ready to be or if you're not if you can't handle being in a real relationship then don't be in one and walks away and it's like Mm -hmm. so I mean it does kind of come back to (laughs) to haunt her (laughs) so she they're, to they're all to haunt her and well to bite her so they're oh to haunt oh my gosh so yeah they're seriously. sitting around the coffee table playing cards and <laughs> Chandler busts in where's Monica I need to speak to her and she's like uh I'm Monica and he's like yeah. Monica you're right I'm so sorry I was overreacting <laughs> I do like you know I do really love you or whatever so therefore and she's like oh my gosh no 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 don't do it don't do it and he gets down on one knee and oh my gosh. again, she's like, stop this. Don't do this. And he's like, will you marry me? And I love that both of the guys are like, oh, God, no, that's not good. And um, and Rachel's like, I can't not look at it. <laughs> and oh, it's so can you imagine? No, can you imagine? No. And it just gets worse. It gets worse. At a games night, somebody proposing to... No. And so then she's like, do you really think this is a good idea? And he's like, well, no, but I know that I'm sorry. And she's like, do you think that sorry is a good reason to get married? And he ranks it as fourth behind... Let's see. What's the list? Um, No, no. Pregnancy is the best reason to get married. Pregnancy is the best reason. Uh, Uh... Re- being re- what's the other ones um being Behind, sorry is being ready and wanting to being ready and actually wanting to get married <laughs> and so and so it goes will you be my bride <laughs> and she's like no i don't yeah i can't remember exactly what she says but it was basically like this is ridiculous i don't need you to do this and then when she goes you know when i told you to figure out relationships for yourself you're not ready and he goes i didn't think i was (laughs) 
And so, I didn't think I was. So kind of fair oh, enough gosh, that classic. he can't be left to his own. Oh, but then he's like, you know, I was thinking about apologizing, but then I talked to these two, and she's like, two divorces and Joey? I know. <laughs> and Ross's like, rough. Yeah. I mean, true, cheap but shot. kind of so cheap shot. <laughs> I kind of think like Chandler, maybe like go to Rachel for the advice. She's the best friend. She's probably the most successful in dating departments anyway. Like... Maybe go ask Rachel for relationship advice or just talk to Monica like an adult human and apologize when you uh-huh. mess up. Easy. So, yeah. So I love how she's like, what would you have done if I would have said yes? And he's like, well, I would have been happy or there would have been a Chandler shaped hole in that door. Right. I know. Like, he probably would have moved out of the country, you know, like Connecticut or Vermont. Yeah, changing all of his money um, to Vermont money. <laughs> to Vermont money. Um, and, like, I mean, talk about ghosting someone. I think he would have tried his hardest to ghost her. Oh, gosh. If she actually said yes. Can horrible. you imagine? No, I couldn't. Oh, it's so funny. So. I do love – no, uh, I I am sorry – best reason is pregnancy being ready and actually wanting <laughs> to <laughs> the best reason is pregnancy oh, oh chandler classic so oh, chandler so that happens and it's really fun it is funny that it went from being a secret to everyone knows to he confesses he loves her to he proposes in the span of like two episodes Oh, Chandler. It's a lot. It's, it's it is a lot, much. which means he also got where I have questions about this ring. Where did he get this? And does he return it? Yeah, good question. I didn't think about that. Um, Yeah, we know that Chandler doesn't have the best relationship role models, his parents, and then also two divorces and Joey. So, yeah, this is he's doing his best. But anyway, so then they keep making fun of him the rest of the episode where they're like, "Um, oh, I forgot to say hi to you the other day. I'm sorry. Will you marry me? I know. And then... I, at the end, Ross is like, oh, Rach, remember that whole we were on a break? I'm sorry. Will you marry me? And they're all like, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Too far, Ross. I know. I love that when he, like, actually takes it too far. Like, nice try, Ross, trying to cover up. Yeah, your actual. Mis- yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So many good lines in the show. Just so many good lines. So that was a pretty fun episode, and mm-hmm. I'm happy that it happened. That the end. <laughs> the end. Um, but guess what happens next week? Um, what happens next week? Next week is the one with the cop. Okay, but it's a very, a very funny, iconic Ross episode. <laughs> But you'll have to come back next week okay. to find Ooh, out more. I, even I'm, even I'm flummoxed. I can't think of what it is. Oh. So I'm not going to look. We're just going to find out next week all together. Yeah. Come back for some Ross fun. Oh, yes. My favorite kind of fun. Okay. Your favorite kind of fun. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll see you next week for some Ross fun. All righty. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.